Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to make themselves and their businesses as professional and as best as possible. So we're going to have a lot of fun today because we're going to be talking about personal branding, about social media, about all those things that every single person, let me say that again, every single person really should be concerned about. And I don't care if that's a 12-year-old or a 72-year-old or you know anybody in between or on either side. It truly is something that I think people need to be cautious of, concerned about, they need to be very thoughtful about. And so to help us discuss this, we're going to be talking today with Frances Reimers. So welcome, Frances. Hi, how are you? Oh, you know, this is going to be so much fun. I always love talking about personal branding, because I really do think it is so very important for every person. Yes. Um, so before we jump in, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Frances is the founder of Firestarter a personal brand consultancy located in Alexandria, Virginia. Firestarter helps athletes, celebrities, and professional service providers to develop, manage, enhance, and protect a key professional asset, their personal brands. Francis is also the host of Let's Talk Personal, a weekly radio show on WLVS that focuses on personal branding and living in an online world. Francis is a popular speaker for organizations across the country, including Virginia Tech's Department of Communications, where she guest lectures each semester. Francis currently serves on the board of directors for the Child and Family Network Center. She is also on the advisory boards for the Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind and the National Foundation to End Senior Hunger. Francis was recently featured last year in an advertorial on the Was in the Washington Business Journal. She has contributed to an article in the March 2014 edition of O Magazine and was featured on CNN's Life with Piers Morgan. Francis is a 2016 recipient of the Alexandria Chamber of Commerce's 40 Under 40 Award. So again, Francis, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I love this, you know, and, and it's going to be so much fun because, you know, you work with celebrities, with sports figures, people like that, but also those everyday people, you know, because as we said, personal branding is so very important to every single person. So, you know, what what is is important to say, you know, a basketball player or a rap singer or, you know, somebody like is just as important to somebody who is in their church choir or, you know, your employees, all of those various things. So that's why personal branding is so very important. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, a common, a common myth that I dispel um, almost, it feels like each and every single day is that it's not just athletes and celebrities and politicians who need to carefully manage their brand. It's mm -hmm. the every, everyday person. Um, if you want to advance and grow in your career or even something that's going on in, in your personal life, Branding is how you do that. And so understanding it and understanding the mechanics of it um, are, are so, so vital. Right. You know, and, and it was interesting. I was reading through your blog, which can be found on your website, which is yourfirestarter.com. And while you do target the celebrities, people like that in a lot of your blog posts, 
as I was reading it, I thought, yeah, this is is for everyone. So it's talking, you know, like one of the, the articles that I found interesting was for athletes who have retired. You know, yeah. how do they transition that brand? Mm-hmm. That can also apply to someone who has retired from the, the business environment or maybe mm-hmm. they have changed industries, you know, all those various things, because we do change as we go through life. And so then our outward personas change. You know, maybe we're not posting about business topics anymore, but we're still very involved in the community. So we, you know, we need to make sure that people are, you know, we're, we're not offending people with our posts, that we're not posting too much information. You know, got to love the good old TMI. Right. And because it really does apply to anyone at any time. Right. And, and it's so true. And we're living longer and our use of the Internet is going to extend right with us up until the end of our lives. And so when people are retiring, um, you know, people are getting better with their money and smarter with their finances and are able to retire and transition into a whole new life with still so much of their life to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so deciding who you want to be when you grow up and that career pathing after your quote unquote career ends um, is so important because there's so many skills and so much of an audience that you can pull with you as you make that transition. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't think about that. They don't think about how to create that, how to extend that, um, and how to speak to those audiences. They assume, okay, I'm no longer an association CEO anymore. I'm going to now transition into my life in competitive sailing. What, what would my old association um, fans and followers care about my life in the competitive sailing world? And, it, and I always tell clients, a lot. There's a lot that you can transition from one to the other. Mm -hmm. It's just about speaking to those people in in a way that makes it understandable to them. And and when I sit down with people, um, there really is a, a light bulb kind of Oprah aha moment with them when I sit down and show them just how your old life can transition to your new life. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of people assume that when they, when they hang it up in their nine to five job that they've had for a bajillion years, that, that, that their brand kind of falls off the cliff, like, you know, a, a herd of Buffalo, but that's, right. that's not the case. You, you have to keep going and you have to keep reinventing yourself over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, whenever I give speeches, Um, one of the analogies that I love to give about our brand is that we all have to be Madonna, you know, Madonna as an artist has reinvented and, and reshaped herself many, many, many times over throughout the course of her career. And she's dabbled in new things and some were more successful than others. Some were less controversial than others, but she was never afraid to go back to square one and reinvent herself again. And why did, and why did she do that? She does that um, so that she can be relevant to the audience that she has already maintained mm-hmm. and engage a new batch of people. Um, because she's, she's a very savvy marketer and she knows that you have to constantly be um, engaging new markets. And, and it, you don't have to be as famous as Madonna, um, but you do have to constantly be thinking about how you're reinventing yourself and how you're making yourself relevant 
to the various pockets of people that you could be connecting with and, and engaging with with your content. Right. Well, and probably the easiest way to think about it is we are a brand, a product, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and, and or maybe even better, a company. Right. And because of that, we do have to develop new product lines. Right. Um, you know, we, we modify product lines. And, and so it could be that, you know, you were the volunteer and right. now you're transitioning into the workforce. Um, it was right. funny when you mentioned Madonna. One of the things I thought about was, you know, she also is part of that brand. She's a mother. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so then my little mind kind of started churning. And I thought one of the, the uh, groups of people that transition frequently that, you know, really need to think about this a lot is stay at home moms yes. who then go back into the workforce. Yes. You know, and, and so they have been posting fabulous pictures about their family, you know, right. all those various things. They might have been talking about what they do volunteering. Right. Because, you know, they, you know, that, that very easily could have been something. But then they're thinking, oh my gosh. Right. Now I'm going into the workforce. Right. So I can't post about my kids anymore and I can't talk about my volunteer. No, 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 no. Not true. (laughs) Not true. And, you know, now you might not want to friend your new boss. Right. That's, that's, you know, and, and, you know, and and, uh, that is definitely something to consider. But you never know. When the person that you worked with on the PTA board meeting might be the person whose spouse right. has a perfect job for you. Right. You know, and, and so that's, you know, that's kind of that thing is you, to me, is you always have to be conscious of what your online persona is. Right. Well, and, you know, women, uh, you know, t- um, doubling on the, on the comment that you just made about women, you know, going into motherhood and then reentering the workforce, a common conversation that I have with girlfriends of mine who are, you know, type A, uber accomplished, very, you know, very successful women who have built um, many and major empires on their mm-hmm. own. And then they decide, okay, you know, I've, I've climbed this mountain. Now it's time to start a family. Right. Um, a, a big thing that I always tell these women is you need to have a space where that content is yours mm-hmm. and you, and you can keep growing it and, and, and nurturing it while you step out of the limelight and to focus on motherhood. Like for right. example, a girlfriend of mine is a, you know, news, news anchor here in the DC area and she is married and is, is considering when to kind of step out of the limelight because she wants to start a family and, mm-hmm. and, you know, our conversations have been, well, let me help you start building a body of work, a body of content that is yours and yours alone. It's not affiliated with the station. It's not Mm -hmm. affiliated with that brand. It's your brand Mm -hmm. and have you work on that while you step out of the the limelight to be a mom. That way, when you re-enter, it's like you never left because the content has been coming out and being produced and, and, um, it been working for you while you've taken a slight, a slight break from, from broadcast news. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, not, you know, we women have a ton of things that we have to be thinking of when it comes to our career, but that's something that people need to be thinking about as well. It's not, it's not just about what are you going to do at the end of your career it's all of the career pathing. Mm-hmm. It's at every step of your career. What what do you want your brand to look like? And how do you prep for times when you're taking a step back? Um, it's, it's really no different, uh, you know, to break it down to its most simple 
form, I tell people all the time that, you know, planning for your brand is no different than financial planning. Right. You, you need to think about when things happen in your life, the ebbs and flows of our everyday and how is our brand going to evolve with that? Because your brand is a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people look at your social media, they should be looking at a story, not a post, 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 post of facts, 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 facts. They should feel like they are stepping into a story in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you know that you that you're crafting and executing your brand. Um, I I feel very confident that when people step on to um, a platform like my Instagram account. Um, I love Instagram. It's my favorite platform. Um, when people step onto that account, they are truly looking at a story. They're getting a narrative of my life. It's a complete cross section of my job, my intellectual property, my time with friends, my charitable giving, my time with family, um, my travels. There's really zero separation between my personal life and my professional life. And, th- and that is on purpose. That is strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want people to feel when they, when they go to my social media sites, that they know me, that they are meeting me. Um, because that's, that's the point. Um, we no longer live in a world where people, um, do business blind and, and word of mouth marketing is only going to take you so far. People tend to let their fingers do the walking, so, so to speak online. Mm -hmm. And your, your brand is put out in front of a potential consumer, um, before they even shake your hand. And so I want people to feel like they've already met me before they even know me. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's incredibly important. And that's a key piece um, in brand development that, that, um, I deal with, especially with professional services providers, they, um, will often be like, you know, personal branding is not relevant to me. Um, I'm a recruiter, you know, I work for a company, we have a website and I'm like all the more reason that you need to be working on your brand. Because Mm -hmm. if if I'm entrusting you with my career, I want to know who you are. I, I want to know that you're reputable. I want to know that you've, you know, produced results. I want to know that you're not just a salesman, mm-hmm. that you actually have um, actual tangible knowledge in this space and that mm-hmm. I can be assured that you're going to do the job for me. Right. Um, and that's, and that's the biggest, you know, um, uh, biggest block that I deal with with people is them understanding the relevance of this, um, mm-hmm. um, to their life. And they think that it is just for celebrities or athletes, but it's, it's really, it's really not the, the, the paradigm of how people have done, bi- how people do business has completely shifted mm-hmm. and, and you don't get to give your elevator speech anymore. No. Uh, um, people online. You, yes. you don't get that chance. Mm-hmm. No. And, um, unless you are an Uber networker, um, like people like you and me, um, who are out there all the time, pitching, 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 most of the time people have made up their mind about you before they've even met you in person. Mm-hmm. Right. They, you know, they don't even know how tall you are in real life, but they have a pretty firm idea of who they think you are. Mm-hmm. And so you have two choices here. You can sit in the driver's seat and be like, okay, this is who I want you to think I am. Or you can let everyone else around you um, build your brand for you and just leave it to chance. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are in a business, any kind of business, 
why would you do that? Why would you let other people mold who you are? Mm -hmm. Um, You wouldn't show up to a networking function with a stranger and somebody shakes your hand and you wouldn't say, hold on a second, let Pete, who I just met, tell you who I am. Mm-hmm. No, you would, you would shake the person's hand and give them your pitch and, and allowing your brand to be molded for you in the online space is, is, is essentially what you're doing. You're handing the keys over to somebody else. Right. So, you know, it's, it's so important that people get in this seat and manage what is being said and shown about them constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I tell people the same thing when I'm doing uh, career training classes mm-hmm. and tell them, you know, yes, they're going to look at your LinkedIn. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. applying for a job, so they're going to go look at LinkedIn first. Right, right. You know, so that absolutely, you know, has got to be stellar, you know, all those various things. And I said, but they are also going to look elsewhere. They're going to look on Instagram. They're going to look on Facebook, all these various things. Because they want to get an idea of who you are as a person. Right. Will you fit their corporate culture? Right. And you know, and they want to know, okay, are you the type of person who is partying every weekend? So you're going to be late for work Monday morning and you're going to leave early on Friday afternoons. Right. Um, you know, or are you the type of person, maybe, you know, it's, it's a, a company that loves uh, to do sports. So, you know, are, are you the type of person that is going to be able to join their softball team? Right. You know, all these, are, you know, there are companies obviously that are geared towards families. There are companies that, you know, have a different type of, of culture. Now, yeah. can they legally look at some of that stuff? Yeah, that's a gray area. Right. But they can't refer to it during an interview is probably no. the easiest way to say it. But they can have seen it online. So, you know, you and and I tell people online is your first interview. Right. And if you don't pass that, then you don't get a second interview, you know, and, right. and, and the funny thing is they've lost out and they didn't even know it. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's the problem, you know, maybe they had an incomplete LinkedIn profile or their LinkedIn profile doesn't match their resume. Right. You know, all these various things. And it, it really doesn't take long for somebody to, to switch to the next person. Right. Whether it's, you know, hey, I want to buy this album. Album, oh dear, I just dated myself. <laughs> um, you know, they want to do an iTunes download. Right. Or, uh, you know, work with, um, you know, a professional in, you know, whatever setting it is, hire them as an employee, things like that. Because there are so many other potential candidates out there. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, it's same thing, you know, are they going to, you know, get you as a volunteer for the committee, all these various right. things. And so they're looking at that online portfolio yes. of what you do right. in order to see if you match. And, and it's funny, I tell people, you know, we, we connect with people on the, those personal levels. Yes. And that's where, you know, social media comes in so handy. So, you know, and, and it can be a good or a bad. You know, right. There are people who won't work with somebody from, say, the opposite political party. Right. Or maybe it's a religion yes. or, you know, some things like that. I was sharing um, with you before the program that I'm a University of Colorado person. Yeah. And many years ago, when I still lived in Colorado, I had a meeting with someone and I was looking at his LinkedIn profile and he was a University of Oklahoma grad. Okay. This was back when we were Big 12. Yep. And so, of course, that would have been a competitor. And and it was so funny because he looked me up, too, and saw the (laughs) University of Colorado. So he actually started our meeting by saying... Well, you know, I really shouldn't talk to you since you are a, a CU person. Right. 
And and then we we spent ten minutes bashing Oklahoma State, right? Um, you know, and, and so the funny thing was that was actually how we connected. Yes, was you know through that sports affiliation, and you know, and, and again, it doesn't matter if you know maybe you were the quarterback of the University of Oklahoma team, right? Or you know all these various things. People find those ways to connect. Yes, and that's what they're looking for online. They 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 want you to rise above or fall below. Right. And and that's when they're going to connect with you. Right. And you know, it's it's subjective and it's um you know, on on certain levels a little shallow, but oh, very shallow. people mm-hmm. people want, you know, when you talk about corporate culture, it's so important and and making sure that you're a good fit for what they already have established mm-hmm. is very vital. And you know, sometimes, you know, I tell this to do high school and, and college age students that I talk to all the time. It, it's sucky and it's subjective, but that's how the cookie crumbles. And right. better, better you be weeded out beforehand because you don't look like you fit the culture than for you to waste your time thinking mm-hmm. that this is a real opportunity. But you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot before that point, you know, you, you want to put your best foot forward at all times. And, and I, and I tell students all the time that it goes well beyond just the um, type of posts you put up or the pictures that you're tagged in. It Mm -hmm. also extends to how do you groom yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you look? Um, What type of grammar are you using in the posts? Like you can post something that I don't agree with or that I didn't think was funny or whatever the case may be. But if you're writing well, um, and, and posing a, you know, pretty solid argument, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably not going to discount you for that. Um, but if you're acting like a jackass and, Mm -hmm. and, and you have terrible grammar on top of it, you've now just, you know, removed yourself from, from the pile. Uh, mm-hmm. And as, as far as I'm concerned, and when, when you're a company like mine and brand is your business, um, how you look is extremely important. And I, you know, I cannot have a young man or a young lady working for me that is posting shirtless selfies or mm-hmm. bikini pics at the beach and putting that out there, on a public site that just anybody, um, can pull. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a huge thing. Um, and, and it, it butts right up against this whole, um, telling your story in authentic way, but being approachable and appropriate. Um, you know, when in the brand storytelling world, the being authentic and being appropriate, um, are constantly, um, at fight, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in battle with one another. And the, and the, the rule of thumb that I give people all the time is you absolutely can be yourself, please be yourself, represent yourself and where you come from and who you are as authentically as possible. Mm-hmm. But there's a, please understand that there is a way to be authentic without being offensive. Right. And, and, you know, and, and cuss words and using derogatory language and, um, just, just tapping into uber conservative, um, issues is not the way to be authentic. Um, Mm -hmm. you're just being combative and you're just being inappropriate. Um, and so, 
And, and this is definitely something that I deal with a lot with, um, celebrity clients and, and athletes is, um, dealing with controversial topics. How, mm-hmm. how do they deal with controversial topics? My, my personal opinion when it comes to any brand, I don't care if you're, um, an NFL player or the CEO of a fortune 500 company, or, you know, the executive director of a small nonprofit if you want to wade into the water of controversial topics, I always encourage people to do that in a very um, backdoor sort of way. So mm-hmm. you may not support, um, for example, you may not support the issue, you know, the stance that the current administration is taking on, you know, climate change, for example. Mm-hmm. This is something that's very personal to you. You're very passionate about it. Um, I always tell clients, do not get on Twitter and, um, you know, bash the president or share articles that you have not vetted or have not been vetted um, for accuracy in their data. Um, The way to do that is find an organization, a nonprofit, a charity, um, a brand influencer who is vetted you know, mm-hmm. we take the time to vet this organization. We make sure that they have no scandal or controversy or, you know, their donations are going, you know, everything is on the up and up and volunteer your time to that mm-hmm. organization or support things that they are doing that are couched in a very positive, here's the information if you'd like it sort of way. And right. and that's the way to support you know, that, that's the way to kind of fight the power in, mm-hmm. in my opinion, without, right. without bringing the heat onto you. Um, right. because the last thing that you want to do, um, you know, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, who, uh, the, <laughs> it's NFL, funny. I just brought him up on my screen yeah, so that I can yeah, mention that. Absolutely. I mean, he is, he is now the, you know, the poster child of what do you do when you want to take a stand on a controversial topic? personally, my, my feeling about, about him, um, and the reason that he's not currently on an NFL roster has a lot more to do, um, uh, with, with playing rather than the, the cultural stance, because Mm -hmm. there are guys in the NFL who have done far, far, far worse things than taking a knee during the national anthem, um, -hmm. uh, than, than he has and, and are currently on an active roster. So I think there's a lot more at play, but he is a very good case study mm-hmm. in sometimes directly fighting the power um, is not in your best interest. Right. Um, you know, there were at the time of, of, of his controversy, there were a lot of Major League Baseball players who are African-American who were asked why they aren't taking a knee during the national anthem. And, and a lot of them were like, look around me, mm-hmm. look who signs my paychecks, look who right. comes to my games. I am not going, you know, I have my personal feelings, but I'm not wading into those mm-hmm. waters. And that was smart in my opinion. Right. I mean, part of, part of having a successful brand is knowing where your bread is buttered. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, Colin is a great example of that. I think he probably knew that his his stance would be extremely controversial. Right. And he personally felt so strongly about it that he decided to go ahead and do that. And right. sometimes sometimes, you know, that is what somebody has to do. Yep. So I always tell people, you know, just keep in mind 
that there can be consequences. Yes. Um, you know, and, and has it cost him his career? Maybe. Maybe. You know, and, and, you know, he might go on to be a motivational speaker. I mean, who the heck knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it, it is something when you're posting, and, and even if it's just that you're liking an article on Facebook. Yep. That is political, that is, you know, something filled with language, right. you know, all of those various things, that is the whole part of what you're putting out there. Um, right. you know, and, and it's funny, because as you were talking about this, one of the things that I was wondering, and, and you know, no name dropping, we you know, won't ask you, but, you know, you, you do <coughs> represent some people who yes. kind of have a persona yes. that their <laughs> industry is edgy, you know, that, yes. uh, you know, and, and, and it's funny, I, you know, I'm on Twitter. For some reason, I have a whole bunch of rap stars who follow me. Yeah. Not a clue why. I'm yeah. like, hello, have you never looked at this little, you know, <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah. But I do, I get more rap singers every time. I mean, it's just the funniest thing. I read their posts. I'm like, oh, good heavens, you know, we have to go wash my, my eyes out. Right. But that's them. I mean, that is part of that industry. Yes. So, you know, and, and then you also have, you know, celebrities, you know, right. we'll just, you know, the, the, the Kim Kardashians, you know, the people who, you know, that physically, you know, putting themselves out there. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned, you know, all those various things. So how do you kind of balance that they have a, you know, and, and I mean, this can happen in industries also. Right. And, and so it's not just celebrities and things that, yes. that the, the public image is very different than your personal one. How do you kind of balance that? Well, um, you know, it's, if somebody, if the, if the horse has left the barn, um, you know, if, if, you know, Kim Kardashian, which would never happen, but if Kim Kardashian called me and, um, and was like, you know, Francis, please help me with my brand. Um, I would really have to sit down and, and think, do one, do I want to get involved right. uh-huh. with this too? Um, and, and, and have a whole different group of right, uh, right. questions. Right. There's a whole slew of things that I would need to have set. But, but one of the, one of the first things that I like to do with clients is I like to sit down and just have a conversation with them so that I can decide because sometimes there isn't much of a difference. We just, we just have to find the medium between the two. Um, and if there is a colossal difference between the private person and the public person, Mm -hmm. that's when me as the, as the vendor has to be very real with the client and say, you know, and it, and, and actually what has happened with some people that I've worked with or, or have consulted with is they paint a very public persona that they are, godly and good fathers and good husbands and and these sorts of things, um, or good wives and behind the scenes, they are anything but, and, 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 and that's when I have to have real talk with Mm -hmm. them of, okay, you put out there that you're, you're blessed and you love your wife and you love your kids and all of this, but, um, someone has a picture of you at XYZ restaurant the other night with some, I, unidentified blonde. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she wasn't just sitting there. Talking right, to you. right. And so let's get real about who you are. Let's maybe, let's maybe dial back the, the, the God and the, and the, the blessed to have such a beautiful family. And if you're not willing to do that, well, then you got to cut out the, the extramarital stuff that you have going on. Right. Because the, if you have, I tell guys all the time, especially guys and gals, who are are at the beginning of their career. If you are real with yourself, 
you are real with your brand and you are real with your followers, Mm -hmm. it is much easier for me to clean up a mess. Um, if you build your brand right, it's easier Mm -hmm. for me to clean up a mess later than it is for me. If your brand is a, is a whole huge mess. So we have to be real about who you are. And so Mm -hmm. if I have a client who there is a huge dichotomy in who they are online and who they are in real person, it's my job to coach them towards the middle Mm -hmm. and start developing content that kind of bridges the gap. And and what I mean by bridging the gap is giving their brand a little elasticity. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they are in a profession where they need to be very serious, they need to be very um, buttoned up and laced up, but in real life, they're, they're, you know, always cutting it up. They're hilarious. They like being provocative and they say, like to say provocative things. How can we create, um, content that helps bridge the gap so that we don't alienate, um, the people who like you because you're very buttoned up and you're very serious, but Mm -hmm. also draw in these people who may have met you in person in real life, Mm -hmm. have seen you maybe in a public appearance and, and now they know that you're, oh my God, you're actually really witty. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know, I never see you on TV being, you know, super witty. So it's about bridging that gap. And, and, you know, sometimes bridging that gap is, you know, you're a rapper and all day, every day you're using very inappropriate derogatory language. Um, but at home in front of your kids, you're a dad that, you know, plays it straight. You don't cuss right. in front of the kids. You don't get aggressive in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, so how do we bridge that, that two, um, mm-hmm. so that you can, so that you can speak to both of those audiences? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, a lot of people, I actually had a celebrity encounter not too long ago with someone who I have admired for years and years and years, never had a chance to meet this person, but I enjoyed their work. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed their content and I always thought that they were just the nicest, most generous, most, you know, just salt of the earth person um, mm-hmm. out there. And not too long ago, I had a chance to meet them in person and mm-hmm. they could not have been more rude, more nasty, more inappropriate. And I, a, a 15 minute conversation basically undid Mm-hmm. years and years and years of fandom towards right. this person. Right. And I immediately went home and disconnected from them on all my social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll, I'll fully admit it. The second their name comes up in casual conversation with friends, I immediately tell people about that, that, that incident that I had with mm-hmm. that person right. because it was so disappointed. They were so inappropriate that I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And, right. and so you have, you know, people and, and this person is not a celebrity anywhere outside the DC Metro area. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is not even a huge celebrity. This is a local celebrity and, and look at what it did right. and, and look at the groundswell that that negative reaction has caused. And because that's what happens and, 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 and people, and then it doesn't matter if you're an executive director, a, a PR professional or an, a, an athlete, um, if you can undo yourself in a matter of seconds, if you're not being authentic and being mindful of your brand at all times. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and things happen. Right. You know, there's you know, we see it all the time where you know the the the, the leader of the community gets a DUI. Right. Or, you know, all of these various things. And, of course, the, the best way to counter that is if they're on social media, the very first thing they absolutely have to do is apologize. Yes. You know, and, and there's so many people that are like, oh, no, no, I that would be acknowledging it. Well, I'm sorry. It's already out it's there. It's out there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, and, 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 and don't get carried away. Don't say, you know, it'll never happen right. again. Right. Because it might. Right. Um, you know, and, and of course, that's what we see, especially with athletes yes. um, and, and performance enhancing drugs. Yes. You know, they oh, I'm it's never going to happen again. Well, you know, unfortunately, addictions are just right. very hard to, to fight. Right. And so people backslide all the time. Right. You know, and, and again, whether it's the minister, whether it's the corporate CEO, the head of PTA or, you know, the, the college quarterback, things happen. You right. Know, so don't do never. Right. You know, and, and all these various things. And if anything, it it almost kind of endears people even more when we realize, oh, my gosh, they are human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they fell a little bit off that pedestal. Right. But we built a different one. Right. Um, it, it's it's yes, there your your brand will definitely um, endure some elasticity. If you apologize, you apologize immediately and you do so with genuine remorse, but right. you don't beat the horse. You know, I, you know, saying, I'm sorry, I'm human. I, I, I genuinely, uh, you know, feel bad for what I've done and leave it at that mm -hmm. is enough. Right. Um, and, and do the, the best you possibly can as a human to stay the course and, and, and never have something like that happen again. But you're absolutely right. You don't have to say, I'm never going to do this again, because guess what? The second you say that and something, Dang. yeah, if people will find it, create a meme of it. And put it right out there on the internet for all of us to enjoy. And so don't, you know, like my grandmother used to say, don't give the gossips any fat to chew. Mm -hmm. And and so apologize, acknowledge it, and then do your your absolute best to refrain from whatever it was ever again. Um, but take take the blame. Um, you know, I, I always find it interesting when when athletes get in trouble for performance enhancing drugs. And, and they're like, well, it was my trainer. Um, yeah. No, you no. put it in your mouth. You still put it in your mouth. And if you're putting things in your mouth without saying, what is this? Um, then I think we have a larger issue at hand here. Mm -hmm. and, and I understand they want to get the heat off of them as, as quickly as humanly possible. Um, and, 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 and athletics is a tough, tough competitive business. Um, right. I, I get it. Um, but, you know, deal with it. Deal with it quickly. Um, and do your best to stay completely off the radar for as, for as long as humanly possible. But again, um, especially when it comes to things like that, when it comes to athletes, if you have a good solid brand, you are a good, you know, patron of the sport on and off the field. You're a good person. You, you live your life as best as you possibly can. And your brand is, is, is ironclad you can bounce back from these things. They are not completely insurmountable in the, in the, and the, you know, the view of, of the jury of public opinion. And so, but you have to address it pretending, you know, putting your head in the sand and pretending it's going to go away or exacerbating the issue, um, is, is, is never going to help you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I remember, you know, several years ago when Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon mm -hmm. had the, it, I believe it was a DUI. Yes. 
And, you know, and, and I mean, she's everybody's sweetheart. Yes. And of course, you know, here we are down in the South, this cute little Southern who, yes. who we all thought was absolutely perfect. Yes. And she immediately went on several of the late night talk shows yep. and probably other places yep. and said, yes, I did this. It was wrong. It was a horrible thing for me to show my children. Mm-hmm. And it had a shelf life of like a week. Yeah. You know, yeah. went on to other things. And, you know, and, and because she did, she dealt with it right then. She apologized. She said, you know, and, and I don't remember which one of the interviewers she said, you know, I, they asked you, why, why are you doing this? And right. she said, because I need to set that example for my children. Right. And, you know, and, and it did, it died immediately down. Um, right. In fact, I just Googled and I, I can't find it. Right. So, you know, it, it went away. Right. And again, it doesn't matter, you know, what your you know job is, what your career is, all these various things. When you deal with it, it, it goes on, yeah. you know, it, it, it just goes away. Right. Now, one of the things that, that you mentioned that I love, um, because this is my personal philosophy also is, you know, building that brand is to, to be philanthropic. Yes. Um, so talk a little bit more about that because, you know, it's, and you know, again, it's, you know, whatever, you know, maybe it's, it's the person volunteering at the animal shelter or, um, you know, we all, uh, we love the pictures of the, the celebrities who go to visit children's hospitals yes. you know, and, and all of these various things. But how does it help your personal brand to be philanthropic? Well, it, it helps your personal brand on a couple of different levels. One, um, it humanizes you. Um, you know, uh, top, you know, philanthropic um, issues that that especially celebrities or athletes um, get involved in humanizes them when they go in and visit children in the hospital or when they're in Africa on a mission trip to help you know, young girls learn their potential that, Mm -hmm. that really humanizes that person in a real way. You're like, Oh, they don't just run and chase, you know, cars and in movies. They're, they're a real person too. And they have feelings too. So it humanizes. It also provides a window into who you are as a person. Um, you know, a lot of these celebrities get involved with, with causes that are very near and dear to their heart. And so now we get this extra special glimpse into their heart, who they, who they are as, as a person, um, you know, has breast cancer affected them, has, um, illiteracy affected them. What, what are issues that are in their immediate circle that they're very passionate about. And so it, and so it gives us a window into their soul, into their heart, um, as a person. And, and, and quite frankly, it, it, it reminds us that they care about someone than themselves. Um, you know, celebrities and athletes and even corporate executives, I don't want to keep beating up on just on athletes and celebrities, even corporate executives, it's important to remember that they care about someone than just themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and so seeing them out rolling up their sleeves, you know, helping build, um, uh, you know, a playground for um, disadvantaged youth or, um, working in an animal shelter, we see that they care about something other than what's going to help their bottom line. Mm -hmm. They can, they care about something that is for the greater good. Um, and so it's, it's, it's vital. It's so important. Well, and it is also very vital that it's not just thought of as the photo shoot. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean, there's got to be celebrities that are all the time 
making visits that are never published. Yes. Yeah. You know, all these various things. Yes. But it was funny. I re- remembered years ago when I was in corporate America, I worked for a company that was, we were very philanthropic and they actually wanted to focus their annual report on their philanthropic efforts. Yes. Um, and so we took the CEO, we set up this photo shoot at Children's Hospital and, you know, took him and we were taking these pictures and it was not going well. Right. You know, this this was a man who did not have children. Right. And we had, you know, him with a child on his lap who had five tubes coming out, you know, very seriously ill. Right. And he had a deer in headlights look. Yeah. You know, it was this was just not a comfortable situation for him. Right. So we stopped the photo shoot. Yeah. And and now he was don't get me wrong, he was very passionate about helping children's hospital. Right. But you know, we and and so we thought about it differently and it was like, okay, you know, rather than a photo shoot what do you want to do? Right. And so we were able to, to rethink it. Right. So that it showed him in a way that he was comfortable you know, in, in that situation. Right. And, you know, and, and so it's, it's kind of the same thing, you know, don't volunteer for something just because you think it's the right thing right. to do. Absolutely. You know, and, and, um, but, but it is, it is something that, it, especially if something goes wrong, right. Having that kind of good bank, right. There helps that persona. Right. And, you know, you absolutely, whether it's a, a an executive or an athlete or, or whatever, you want to make sure that they're uh, ready and prepared for mm-hmm. that appearance or that volunteer experience. Um, I had a CEO, um, at my old agency that just absolutely loathed being photographed. Um, but he is very philanthropic and there are things that he cares very deeply about. Mm -hmm. And so rather than taking him on a photo shoot, um, he wrote, um, an op-ed instead. Mm -hmm. And, and so we were able to get the content. We were able to get it out there that we were involved with this charity, but in a way that was authentic and real to him. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't look forced and didn't look, you know, you know, weird and also did not put a negative feel in the mind of that charity about mm-hmm. him or about us as the organization. So it is really important. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I do love when you hear about, you know, celebrities or politicians or executives that went and did something philanthropic or gave back in some sort of way. And you don't hear about it for mm-hmm. months later. Um, and, and, and that's when you know it was truly for, you know, for the good of, of the organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's, there's nothing wrong with a photo op or a video op, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all need that. Everybody needs that visibility. Um, but know the, the comfort level of yourself, the people you're working with, because the last thing you want to do is have the right intentions of, of having the, the, the exchange and then it have go, have it go badly because the, um, the people involved, it's not, not a good mix, but it's extremely important. I think for all people to give back, but I think it's, um, it, you know, being philanthropic is something that is very important to me. But the first thing you need to do is be honest with yourself is Mm -hmm. if you can really, um, commit to the obligation Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there who would love to be more philanthropic, but they sign up for something and then walk away, leaving the -hmm. the charity or what they just didn't have time or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to ask, be honest with yourself if you have the time for what you're doing, because that hurts your brand too. 
-hmm. when you reach out and say, yes, I would love to help you. I would love to be involved in this. And you get signed up and they're like, great, we need you to do these five things. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I can't. You know, no, no. That, mm-hmm. that really, that really hurts your brand. It hurts your brand on in an indirect sort of way. And, and so that's something that I always encourage people and say, it's good for your brand to be philanthropic, but make sure that you can honor the obligation. Right. And again, make sure that it is authentic to you. Right. Um, it's funny when I moved from Denver here to the South, right. I had several people who told me that I had better start posting about when I was going to church and things like that on my social media. Right. So they would trust me. Right. Now to me, religion is very personal. Right. And, you know, and, and aside from, you know, you know, maybe saying something along the line, you know, every once in a while posting about, I don't post. And of course I don't post about politics either. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, for them to want to work with me, they needed to know that I went to church. Right. And, and I thought, okay, it's not authentic to me to be posting about that. Yes. So I didn't post. Did it cost me business? Maybe. Right. But I made that decision. You know, I was like, no, you know, it's, it's, that is something that I keep personal. So that does bring me to something that we talked about, um, you know, off the air when we were getting ready for the program, people still want personal. Yes. You know, there more and more, we are public, 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 but there are things that are personal. You know, your celebrities that you work with probably want to keep their children and their families very private. Right. A lot of people, you know, it's just for safety reasons. You know, you there are various reasons why you should you need to keep some things personal and, and private. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this several times in the past on the air. I have a, a friend back in Colorado who had a daughter on Facebook. They watched her posts. They knew who her friends were. You know, it, she always posted very appropriately, all these various things. And she was a cheerleader at a high school out there. Yeah. And she happened to post a picture in her cheerleading uniform. Well, you know, but but she had her profile so <laughs> down that you didn't know where she was. Right. You know, I think they knew she was in Colorado, but that was about. But her high school was the only high school with that name in the United States. Right. So somebody who was, you know, a stalker saw that picture and went after her. Right. Now, fortunately, it worked out fine. You right. know, she she was okay. Right. But, you know, it, it is tricky to keep a personal private life. Yes. And still have a public persona. So what do you tell people? Because, you know, I tell people all the time, my Facebook page is, you know, you can, I'm, I'm wide open. But I understand totally that there are people who maybe they're, you know, they're, you, you mentioned Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe their Instagram, maybe their LinkedIn is where they connect with the general public. And then their family and friends are just on Twitter or on Facebook or something like that. How do you work with folks to, to give them that, you know, and, and what do you tell people who say, you know, I still want to have my personal private space. Yeah. And, 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 and privacy and security, um, are paramount. It doesn't matter where you are in your life or what career you have. Um, you have to, you know, you have to keep yourself protected as, as best as you can and keep information that you don't want out to the public, um, away from the public. If you don't want it there. Um, I, um, I always ask the client, um, where's the line for them? Mm-hmm. Because, for, because for some people, you, their kids are, mm-hmm. are, are completely off limits, but I have other clients who 
you know, for lack of a better term, exploit their kids. Right. Um, it, it's, it's where the line is drawn for them personally. And then we kind of build from there. For me personally, um, I have a very public persona, um, friends, family, clients, acquaintances. Um, my life is very much out there for public consumption. Um, there's not too much that is hidden away from public view. That said, I do have my Facebook page just for friends and close family, um, close family and friends, excuse me. And the reason for that is most, you know, I live in DC. Most of my friends and family are in Wyoming and Colorado and, and Minnesota. And I want a way to be able to speak to them frankly. Um, and without, um, my clients and, and fans and followers and other spheres, to have access to that, that information. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my followers on Instagram don't need to know if, you know, a member of my family is having a medical issue. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's none of their business. Um, and it's also not in my best interest from a safety perspective to Mm -hmm. have the general public knowing this information. Um, uh, something I deal with a lot with clients is especially younger clients. Um, if there's a family member with an issue, um, they're incarcerated, they have uh, money issues. They will put that out on social media. Oh, I know. You're like, "Ah!" and I'm, and I frequently, I'm like, no, we, we cannot have this because one, it's not the general public's business to know that you have a parent who is incarcerated Two, There are awful, terrible, horrible people in this world that will take advantage of the fact that they now know that you have a family member who is incarcerated and they will use that information against you. And, and, and so that information cannot be for public consumption. And so things like telephone numbers and, and addresses and things like this, I will frequently, um, work with clients to scrub the internet, um, Mm -hmm. using reputation management tools, to make sure that all of that stuff is, is, as as gone as it possibly can be. Um, because I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but I have had people show up at my home mm-hmm. and, um, and I frequently scrub the internet for, for information about me, but somehow, some way, um, a, a gentleman a couple of years ago found my address and right. was literally standing outside of my home when I walked out the door um, mm-hmm. one morning. So um, if people are willing to do that for somebody who is not famous, imagine what, what they do for people mm-hmm. who are. So it's very important for clients to be, it's very important to me to make sure that my clients are very educated about not putting super sensitive information out there um, you know, Kim Kardashian learned a very important lesson, um, this year by, you know, displaying all of her jewels and her locations right. and her things and like here that. here is where those jewels are. <laughs> exactly. And, and we're talking about somebody who were, who travels with a multi-person security team mm-hmm. and look what happened to her. You know, recently a Dallas Cowboys player had his dog stolen and held mm-hmm. for ransom. Um, and so these things happen. Um, and so people need to be very, very cautious about what they put out there. Um, and, and you need to be honest with yourself of where is the line of comfort? Mm-hmm. Um, right. for me, if I had children, um, they would probably be out there, but in very limited 
right. capacities. Um, and maybe just an initial as opposed to their name. Right. Just, just something, mm-hmm. um, uh, just something that lets people know that they exist in this world, but, but not where they can be found, not, not anything like that. And so, um, it, it really is important that people know those boundaries. And, and if you don't want the information out there, understanding the security settings of your social media platforms and, and reading up on, on the laws in your area of what to do if you're confronted with a troll or a stalker. These are, these are all important things that people need to be aware of. Right. Well, and one of the things to also keep in mind is who you are connected with. Right. You know, are they going to post that information? And, and I'm not saying that they're doing it maliciously. Right. Maybe they're just saying, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. if you had children, here's Francis and I with our kids at the park. Right. You know, and, and, you know, so I tell people, turn that feature off in Facebook on tagging, right? you know, so that people can't tag your photo, um, you know, and, and can they still put your name? Yes, of course. Right. But, you know, limit those things. Um, you know, it was, it was funny. I remember, and this was years ago, I, I home office right. and I had my address on my business card right. because that's what you did. Right. Three separate times I had salespeople appear. Now, I mean, it's a house. Right. It's clearly a house. Right. And they were mad that I wouldn't let them in. Right. Um, you know, and, and so it's, you know, it's, in this day and age of everything being so public, just really keep in mind, you know, are you, you know, do you have the location feature set on Facebook? Right. You know, all those various things. Right. You know, yes, we're out there. Yes, we're being very public. But safety is always the biggest and, and should be one of the, the biggest concerns that we all have. Right. We, we you know, we want to believe that all people are good and you should, you know, keep that positive mindset. But the reality is, is there's a lot of not good people out there and mm-hmm. and and they are watching and, and waiting for information on people so they can exploit it. And so you you have the tools and the ability to not make yourself a victim. So why not mm-hmm. take a few seconds right. to take those precautions? Mm-hmm. Well, Francis, holy cow, you know, and I'd written in my notes that I really wanted to talk about personal branding for, for graduates. Yes. We didn't even touch on that. So I'm thinking that maybe, you know, we, we definitely will have you on again on a program that just focuses on that because right. I think that is something, whether it's high school or college, you know, kids have, have you know, we've, they've posted and they haven't kept in mind future employers, um, you know, scholarships, all those various things. So we'll definitely have you on again to talk about that. I would love to. Well, one last time, how do people find you and connect with you online? Oh my gosh, you can connect with me so many ways. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at, at your fire starter. You can connect with me on Instagram at um, Firestarter CEO. Of course, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Francis Reimers. You can connect with me on Facebook. Um, I do have a company page. It's backslash Firestarter brand. If you're interested in the radio show, you can catch us every week um, at five, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. And you can go to www.letstalkpersonal.com to check out past shows and to see who is coming up. And we have social media associated with um, the radio show as well. It's LTB Brand Radio on Twitter and Let's Talk Personal on Instagram. So a million different ways to connect with me. I love it. And of course, your website is yourfirestarter.com. It is. You know, and as we mentioned, Frances works with celebrities, sports athletes, but she also would love to work with anyone who needs help with their personal branding. Absolutely. 
Perfect. Well, I really have been having a great time talking with Francis Reimers. And I am Deb Creer. Until next week, everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.